All right, so this is episode 29 of the podcast. This is going to be all ghost stories. Now, I know you have ghost stories. I have some ghost stories. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, um, I I can go first. Do you want to do like a switch off thing? Like you tell one and I'll tell one depending on how many you have. Well, all, all of mine are from one one house and they all kind of like they're all all good together. Oh, okay. I have a couple of stories that aren't mine that are like my parents because my mom and dad have a lot. Okay. So, um, only a couple of them are scary because I assume you aren't scared. (laughs) I mean, how scared am I going to be? I don't really, I don't want to be too scared. Well, there's... I'll start. I'll start with the the really really sweet one. Well, kind sweet. kind of sweet. It's actually really depressing. Oh, it, great. Okay. So, um, my grandpa died in 2011 on oh. November 27th. I don't like that's this. important. <laughs> no, you don't. You really don't. So, um, one, um, it was about a year, a year and a half ago. On November 27th, my grandmother called my mom. And this is way after my grandpa died. So my mom looked at the phone, and instead of my grandmother's name popping up, it was his name. Now, the thing is, my grandma and my grandpa had two completely different names, like different last names. He had never paid any of the bills. He was never on any of the plans for the phone. He used a completely different company for everything. So they have no idea how his name got onto the phone. And so my grandmother called every single person she can think of. She called the company. um, She called um, the phone manufacturer. She called everybody. And nobody could figure out why his name was on the caller ID. And so she, she she couldn't get it to go away until she got diagnosed with cancer. Oh, this uh, this, this happened a lot. Like, this wasn't just one oh, yeah. time. Yeah, no, it happened a couple of oh, times. Oh, that's weird. But after she got diagnosed with cancer, it went away. Just random, like, just, it just randomly went away. Yep, and nobody could explain why. Just as, like, the day after she was diagnosed with cancer, it completely went away. And like, like literally the day after? Pretty much, yeah, exactly. And like it popped that. up on the day he died. On November twenty seventh. That's so weird. Like Yeah. I would probably take my phone and throw it in a river, to be honest with you. <laughs> just, like, just get this thing out of here. I don't yep. want anything to do nope, with this. Never mind. Not worth it. Don't want it. <laughs> I don't need this thing anywhere near me. I would change phone companies. I would I'd probably change addresses. I would move. Yep. I've always said yep. that, like, because of that, because of that, all of my, like, my entire ghost experience all is from one house from my childhood. So I've always said that, like, if this house that I live in now was to be haunted, I would just burn it down. <laughs> like, I would, no, like, if one, because I, because I live here alone. So, like, if one day, like, stuff just starts, like, say something, like, falls over, like, weird stuff starts happening, I'm burning this place to the ground. There's it's no fair. questions it's asked. It's stupid, but it's fair. Like it's, I don't, I don't, don't. Don't burn anything. Just pisses them off. 
I don't I don't do I don't do ghosts after that after everything. Nope. Yeah, do tell one of your stories. I'm curious. So the we lived it's all from it's all from one house. We lived in this house from the time this was I was probably from seven to twelve is probably the range that we lived in this house. Now, whenever we moved in this house, it was like it was just it had just a, like a weird feeling to this house. Like just mm-hmm. like you just especially especially the downstairs because it was like a mid-entry house. So like the downstairs it wasn't like a basement, but it was like underground. But it and then of course the upstairs was above ground, but it was just like the whole house felt weird, but the downstairs you just always had this feeling like somebody was looking at you. Like it, no matter everybody had the same feeling, everybody that was there felt mm-hmm. it. Nobody knew what it was. That's mm-hmm. that's just how it was. And the uh there was always there was like there was like different like ranges of things that happened. Like in the beginning, the at nighttime, it would sound like the it would sound exactly like there was somebody like the size of a toddler like running down the hallway all night. Like just nope. footsteps just running down the hallway. And uh-uh. then I would, of course I I didn't know what it was. I didn't know like ghost were a thing or anything because I was like seven. So I would uh I would like this happened I mean this happened like every single night. I would go to I would go down to my mom's room, wake her up, ask her what it was, and then she would feed me some line of BS and be like, oh, the house is settling. That's just the, the noises the house makes or something. <laughs> my mom told me that too. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like I, I was just kind of like, oh, I mean, okay. But then like, as the, as it kept happening, I was like, I don't think that this, that this is this house just making noises because there's some weird stuff going on. So that happened. That was like, that was regular that happened. And then the uh, what started happening was once I started going to school, probably in second or third grade or so, I would whenever I get off school, I would uh, just walk to the house by myself, and then my mom would get home like an hour or so after I did. So I was home alone for like an hour roughly. So the since it was a mid entry, usually what would happen is there, on the side of the house there was two garages. So like if somebody say if my mom was coming home, she'd pull in the garage and then go in the house, then come up, there's two sets of steps that you'd go up, and then you're in the upstairs. So I would be, and then to the right of that was the living room. So I would be sitting, like sitting in the living room, like watching TV or whatever, and our the way our couch was, it sat against the railing. So behind you was the steps. So oh. you'd be like, you'd be sitting there facing away from the steps, like watching TV or something, and then you would hear the door from downstairs, you'd hear the door close, and then you'd hear somebody walking up the steps and you'd be like, oh, mom's home. Look over the, you turn around, look over the couch. There's nobody there. And that would happen, I mean, nearly every day, two or three times. Like you'd just be sitting there and you just hear like a, look, nobody there. Oh, and, no. and on sometimes there would be, you'd hear that same thing. You hear the door shut. You hear somebody walk up the steps. And then in the hallway was a bathroom. You hear that toilet flush, like just all in one sequence. So we didn't know, like, at that point was whenever I started questioning, like, I don't think these things that are happening at night, I don't think that this is like just a house settling. Like, I think there's something <laughs> else going on here, but I don't, <laughs> but I don't really know. And then, like, I would, like, I'd bring it up to my mom, and she'd just be like, I don't know, and just like, like, kind of just brush it off, like, just like I'm crazy or something. And I'm just, and then uh, one of my friends, 
whenever he would stay the night, he would say the same thing. He's like, what's all that? And I'd be like, it's the house settling. I don't know. <laughs> so we just kind of like lived with it. So then <laughs> like as things went on, the, I don't think the, like the running down the hallway at night, I don't think that ever went away, but the walking up the steps, uh, like in the middle of the day, that kind of, that kind of phased out. And then it changed to whenever we would be watching TV like the whole family would be in the living room watching TV and like the living room was here and then like right there was the kitchen. So we'd be in there and, but all the cabinets to the kitchen were like out of view from where we were sitting. So we would all be in there and you just hear a cabinet door just like shut. Mm. But like they're, you know, they're not open and you, and you go in there. Of course there's nothing there. And we're just like, okay, I guess we're, <laughs> I guess this is what we're doing now. We're shutting cabinets. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and that went on for I couldn't tell you probably the whole, nearly the whole time we were there. So then, so then we had the running down the hallway and the cabinets and then the, um, the, we had a, a TV and a stereo, like a, we had like a, of course this is the early 2000s. So it was like the TV was like 400 pounds and then the, it was set <laughs> on a stand that had a full, like a surround sound stereo. Mm-hmm. So like for four or five days in a row at, Three o'clock in the morning on the dot, the surround sound stereo would turn itself on full blast static. And that was it, just static. And then you'd have to, and somebody would have to like wake up and turn it off. So, like the first day it happened, we were like, okay, maybe there's like a timer or something that just, because I think, because my brother and sister were both probably under five or so, or my brother was probably only like two. So we thought like maybe he, you know, pushed some buttons, set a timer, did something, whatever. And then then it happened like the three or four days in a row, and then we're like, all right, there's something going on here. So uh we couldn't get it to go away. Like after like the four days or whatever of it doing it in a row, we just unplugged the stereo. So then that quit because it obviously didn't have power. So then we uh so then everything was like kind of calm for a little while, and it was just kind of the normal, you know walking up and down the hallway, cabinet, a little bit of cabinet noise, just kind of deal with it, whatever. And then um, we, then one day I was watching TV, and I was, I think I was home alone, but I was watching TV, and then, like, I'm watching TV, and all of a sudden, the volume just goes all, like, the volume just goes all the way down. And I was like, okay, like, oh, maybe I sat on the remote or something. Like, oh, no, the remote's here. Turn it back up, and then, like, you could turn it up and sit there, and then maybe 10 minutes later, it would just go all the way down to zero. You and had the TV too damn loud. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> and then it started like that. That was like that happened maybe like twice just in a row. And then like nothing else happened for maybe like weeks. So I was like, oh, okay, that's just, you know, odd. Just something weird happened. And then it started doing it like consistently, like every day. Like the volume would either go all the way down or all the way up. And it was, and then, so then we thought like maybe the, the remote was going, like something's wrong with the remote. So we call like the, uh, whoever the TV people were, they come and they like check the remote or whatever. And they're like, Oh, maybe they give us a new remote. And then uh, a couple hours later, all the way down, all the way up. It just like keeps happening. So we're like, all right, well, stereo is doing this. We got cabinets shutting and then opening themselves. We got people walking down the hallway. We probably have a ghost. <laughs> so we there just, you go. It only took you like forever to figure it out. So like that's, that's when everybody was like on the same page. We're all like, okay, there's definitely something here. So then it changed. Fr- so then it quit. So then 
the uh, volume changing, that went away. And then it became changing TV channels. So you'd be sitting there watching TV and it would just go up four or five channels, down four or five channels. Sometimes it would just like keep going up until like it would just start cycling through channels and just like keep going up. There's just nothing you could do about it. So we just kind of <laughs> dealt with that. And then, uh, so that, that kind of went away or I think we got maybe bought a new TV or something. And then like, I think we bought a new TV and then it still did it, but then like it slowly like phased out and then whoever it was quit messing with their TV so we could watch TV in peace. So then <laughs> the, uh, after that, maybe a few months after that, my mom and stepdad were going on vacation. So they were, they were on vacation and my grandma was going to come stay at our house and watch me and my brother and sister while they were gone. So while she's there, we're like, it was nighttime. We're all, you know, we, we were all already used to the, you know, walking up and down the hallway, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that night, we were all just like laying in bed and it sounded like somebody was running down the hallway, but like dragging like a big logging chain running down the hallway. Like it just like, just like running back and forth down the hallway. Of course you open the door, there's nothing there. And we like looked all through the house and all that kind of stuff. Nobody's there. Go back to bed, hear it again. So then my grandma, <laughs> then we wake up the next day. My grandma's like, all right, we're all going to my house and we're not staying here. So, <laughs> we, so we go all go to grandma's house. And then um, while we are at, because it was like, a, I think they're gone for like a week or something. So we were at my grandma's house for like the last like four days or whatever. So there was nobody at the house. So we all get back at the house at the same time. And as they get back from vacation, we get back from grandma's house. And our neighbors come over and they're like, what were you guys doing the other day? And we're like, there's, there's nobody here. What do you mean? And they're like, well, it looked like, like all your lights in your house were get, kept going on and off all throughout the whole house. And then we're like, I mean, we got TVs changing channels. We got people running down the hallway. We got all kinds of stuff. So we, we, we don't know what it is. So, so like up until this point, it wasn't like, Nothing bad had happened. Like it wasn't, it was just kind of like more like annoying inconveniences pretty much. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, I think the next thing, which was like the reason that we sold the house and finally moved was my brother was probably had just turned like three or four and, uh, he was running, um, he was in his room, like playing by himself or whatever. And then just in the middle of the day, he just like runs out of his room and he's just like, this like screaming and just running out of his room. Like there's like, there's something in there. So like my mom goes in there because there's nothing there. And she's like, trying to, she's like trying to talk to him. Like, like what's like, what's wrong? And then he said that, uh, he said that there was a guy that was trying to put snakes on him. Is what he said. So we're like, okay, he's, I mean, he, you're a little kid. You're maybe you're a little crazy or something. We do like, yeah. you know, whatever. He, because well, to preface that, he would say crazy things all the time. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I guess he's just a little bit off. <laughs> but so then, so they that kind of was like, okay, it's kind of weird. And then, like the next two or three days, it like happened like multiple days in a row, the exact same thing of him like being like like terrified, wouldn't go in his room because he said there was somebody trying to put snakes on him. So then at that point, we're like, all right, we got, we got these people walking down the hallway. We got people dragging chains down the hallway. We've got these cabinets and these TVs doing all this crazy stuff. 
And now we got guys trying to put snakes on uh, on my brother. So we got to get out of here. <laughs> so <laughs> we end up putting house up for sale or whatever. And uh, like once we, during some, somehow during the process of selling the house or whatever, we end up talking, coming in contact with the people that we bought the house from. And it mm-hmm. turns, and then we talk, we're telling them about everything that was happening and asked them if they had anything happen or whatever. And then it turns out that while they lived in the house, the guy, the guy that owned the house before us, his uncle died in my brother's room. Oh. So then like everything kind of like everything kind of connected and we're like, okay, so this is what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> and that was... Yeah. That's the entirety of my ghost experience. And that's all I want. And I don't want any more. <laughs> I've had enough. Yeah. I don't know. That doesn't sound like fun. No, that that sucked. Like it was like in the beginning, it was just kind of like, uh, eh, whatever, kind of ignore it. But then I like, as it went on, it was like, there is something going on here. And I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, don't worry. It's just the house settling. Yeah. All, all that is just, just the house settling. It's fine. There was a couple like there was a couple other like miscellaneous things. Like I think, I think one time our bathroom door got locked, but it was a door that didn't have a lock on it. But like we couldn't get in until like maybe thirty minutes after, and we had, the toilets would randomly flush all the time. Like it was, it was a bunch of weird stuff. It was just like little things that that all to, added up all together was like really freaky. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Really? Hello? There we go. Hello? Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Hmm. You like disappeared for a second. Yeah, go for it. That'll <laughs> that'll that'll definitely be productive if nothing else. That I don't like that at all. That's 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 something that's literally never happened. I've never had connection problems. <laughs> None of this stuff has ever failed me. And then I'm telling these ghost stories and it just disconnects. You know what? I have done a lot of work to keep my house unhaunted. And this one, <laughs> this one time you're going to break it all down. I'm going to have to break out my sage, my spoons. <laughs> I was thinking that I probably should have had like sage or something to <laughs> maybe, maybe use some sage to start the house fire. Perfect. You have it all down. <laughs> you have a whole plan. Burn your house down with sage, and there will never be a ghost there again. I wonder if that would that'd probably cleanse the ground that the house is on. That way I can build another house. You find out, like, two years later, it was on an Indian burial ground of some kind. I'd burn it down again. <laughs> Fair. I would, I would do the same thing. I might have to. Oh. If this whole mic thing happens again, I'm done. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. See if we can't summon something else up. Huh. No. So, um, I have another one if you want to hear it. I, I, whatever you got. And this one's scarier. This one I'm like, I... Okay. This one, your mic's going to cut out. Did it? No, I said it's going oh, to. God. I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm not telling this story. <laughs> um, 
so the thing is, is my family is, we're very Haunted. spiritual and not in like the hippie way, not in like the, we're spiritual, bro. Yeah. Like the spirit kind of stuff. Um, and my mom knows a lot about it cause she studied it for like 10 years. So, um, <laughs> it was a while ago and I was laying in bed and I get sleep paralysis all the time. Oh, and no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and because I get it so often, usually like if I'm stuck in sleep paralysis, I'm like, all right, I know what this is. I know what's going on. Close my eyes, calm my body down get my body to wake up so I can move and freak out for like 10 seconds and then go back to bed. It happens all the time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It Ugh. happens. It sucks. I've only had it happen once and that was, that was enough. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not fun. But this one time, see, usually, like I said, what I can do is I can calm myself down and, you know, finally get my body to move. But this time for some reason I couldn't calm myself down. And so I'm laying in bed and like I'm laying on my side um, and all of a sudden I feel something lay down next to me, like right in front of me. And I hear this deep, angry growl, just this slow, menacing, ooh, ooh, no thanks. <laughs> and it's just, it's... And I can't open my eyes. I can't move. And then I feel something run its hands through my, or run its whatever through <laughs> it's, my hair. And it, creepier. It, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It, it had nails and it ran its nails through my hair to the back of my neck. And it grabbed the back of my neck and it started like shaking me, like just the back of my neck. And then everything stopped and I was able to move again. And I sat up and I did not sleep that night. You didn't, and you didn't no. burn the house down after that? I ran downstairs to get my mom <laughs> and I was like, mom, something's up. This is not cool. And then I grabbed my trusty quartz here um, and I set it above my head and I saged. And I, I, I sat, I liked, I would like to say that I was brave enough to go back to sleep, but I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I have dream catchers everywhere. I have a dream catcher collection. So I have them everywhere and they did jack shit. So <laughs> I have beef with them at the moment. <laughs> Maybe you should but, have had like a giant one. I do. No, like a like a big one. One that takes up like the whole room. You can catch all kinds of stuff. If you want to pay for that, like <laughs> oh yeah, send it over. I'll take it. <laughs> so what's what's quartz supposed to do? Because isn't that like okay. isn't that what they make countertops out of? <laughs> what? So that I think. Are you thinking of marble? Isn't quartz countertop? Isn't that maybe a thing? there's? I think I think maybe i mean there's definitely possibly. there's definitely marble and granite but like i think quartz is one of those she's got like yeah. a chunk of countertop <laughs> what, what, yep right here just what? broke this off a countertop no i got i got tile i got that 70s style countertop um no quartz is um i don't like specialize in rocks or anything 
Um, but quartz is a cleansing kind of crystal, cleansing and protection. And what you can do is, you quartz know, is a crystal? If, huh? Quartz is a crystal? Rock, crystal, whatever, same difference. Does this look like a crystal to you? I don't know. Crystal. I, do I, crystal like I, ish, do I, don't I look know. like I specialize in anything? Geode. I don't know. <laughs> um, but if it's um, good to cleanse auras or cleanse areas of spirits, um, stuff like that. What's an so, aura? An aura is similar. Oh, God, I got crystal rock geode all over my bed just, um just spread it around sprinkle it all over the place just, <laughs> there you go have it <laughs> um an aura is sort of like an energy that you can have around you um and you know it can be a calming energy or like crackhead energy <laughs> I, know some people with, crack with, I know some people with crackhead energy for sure <laughs> But it's kind of like this, um, there are certain people who can see auras, and I'm jealous of them, because if I could see some of the auras of my ex-boyfriends, I would have known to steer clear <laughs> of that stuff. <laughs> Sadly, I am not. How do you, um, how do you see, how do, that doesn't make sense, though. How do you see an aura? Like I said, it's like, the way that they describe it is kind of like a light that surrounds, that kind of like outlines a person. Now, is this like they can, see it all the time? Or is this like with when they take like LSD, they see it? Or when they eat like a bunch of mushrooms, <laughs> they see it? Okay. <laughs> if somebody says that they're seeing lights around somebody after taking LSD, <laughs> they're not seeing auras. They've just taken drugs. <laughs> Well, that's what it sounds like to me. So, like, if they if these people go like into a crowd, they just see a bunch of lights. I don't know how it works. Maybe that would be dope. Just <laughs> that would make concerts so much better. I mean, I guess depending on what kind of lights you saw. Yeah i i don't I don't know how it works. Like I said, I can't see it, and I haven't talked to a lot of people who can read auras or anything like that. I know that I know that it's an energy, and I know that. I know a lot of it, even if you can't see it, like a lot of people can sort of feel like an aura come off of somebody. It's like when you go up to somebody and like you shake their hand and you talk to them for a minute and you're like, ooh, you rubbed me the wrong way. I don't like you. That might be because their aura doesn't vibe with yours. <laughs> I can usually, Your auras are not vibing. <laughs> I, can, I can usually do that from a distance whenever I see somebody. I don't, I don't usually have to shake their hand. Really? I can see from a distance, like, oh, yeah, I don't like you. <laughs> You're a headache, <laughs> and I don't even know you yet. Or usually within, like, three minutes of talking to somebody, you know, all right, you're an idiot. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yep. yep. I, although that might just be first impressions. I don't know if Auras has anything to do with that. But, yeah, a lot of a lot of people can do that. So, yeah, it can it can cleanse your aura. It can cleanse your... your I don't know, like if you have like a darkness inside of you, not like depression. I'm not going to, I'm not going to look at you and tell you that this rock can cure your depression. <laughs> See, it, it, it can, but what you have to do is eat it. So it goes on the, it gets rid of the stuff on the inside. So it cleanses you from the inside. 
that's going to cause a whole new set of issues. I wouldn't be worried about your spiritual <laughs> issues at that point. If you're eating a rock. Hey, it's a cleansing rock. What are you supposed to do? Well, it's okay. It's Grind not it down like to a, a dust. Put it like on the salad or something. And then snort it. There you go. That's healthy. <laughs> I didn't say snort it. I said put it on a salad. <laughs> I didn't say snort it. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You said ground it up and it's going to be white. I mean, I guess you could snort it if you wanted, like, the immediate effect. <laughs> Whatever that would mean. The immediate effect. <laughs> Ow. No, 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 no. None of that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you do you. Like, if you want to ground it up and put it on your salad, let me know how that works out when you get on an episode of Grey's Anatomy. I, <laughs> that'll be interesting. I don't eat salad, but... so that wouldn't happen. Same. Same. <laughs> Yeah, but crystals are good and sage is good. Fe feathers and a shell, yeah. There's all sorts a of shell. stuff you can do. Yeah, so eh, you get you can get the sort of stuff stuff online, and a lot of it is just fake. But if you get like a seashell and a feather and um, a bundle of sage, what you can do. Take the sage, light it, and then put, like, the lighted part in the shell, because that'll send the smoke out. The lighted um, part. Huh? The lighted part. Yeah, what? <laughs> what else was I supposed to say there? Just keep going. <laughs> and you take the feather, and it can be a crow feather or an owl feather, something like that, and you just... And, you know, be gone, you know. <laughs> so, where are you supposed to get a, a, what, an owl or a what feather? Um, owl, crow, if you, something like that, yeah. If you, like, are you just supposed to find the feathers? Or can you, like, shoot the birds and steal the feathers? Or is that, like, a, like a bad... Okay, <laughs> animal cruelty is not good. Well, you, you uh, gotta get the feathers. Where do you think they come from? Go to Spencer's. Go to a metaphysical bookstore. Sometimes they, they have feathers? them. Like just huh? Spencer sells feathers. They sell smudge kits. Some of them. A what kit? The one that I have, smudge kit. <laughs> What's that? I just, I'm literally explaining to you what a smudge kit is. Oh, that's what that the is. The shell, the sage. Oh. I oh. The feather. Yeah, and you can, and don't, okay, disclaimer, don't pick them up off the ground, because that can have diseases, and, and it's just, just bad, so go buy it what, somewhere. Don't pick the feathers up off the ground, is that what you're saying? Yeah, don't, just don't do that. I recommend pick, <laughs> pick the feathers up and lick them clean. <laughs> That's what I recommend. Look, you're the one who puts <laughs> stuff in... Clorox and acid and coke for like 30 days. That would sanitize them. Technically, it would. You know what? Technically, <laughs> it would get rid of all of the germs and bacteria and disease. And then you can lick them clean. Again, that would cause a whole new set of issues. <laughs> no, it's, you, don't, you, don't, you don't do it all at once. It's like a tolerance thing. You got to build it up. Like, you don't just go drink a gallon of bleach. You got to drink a little bit each day. And then you can build up your tolerance. Right, okay, got it, got it. And then you make it on an episode of My Strange Addiction. 
There, uh, there you go. I think that shit's fake. My strange addiction. Yeah. No, no, there's <laughs> no way that it's fake. The it's girl that drinks gasoline, she just has a stomach made of Iron Man. <laughs> it's literally, it's like there's some some sorry writer in Hollywood that like couldn't get hired doing anything else. He's like, you know what we need to do? We need to just make this crazy show about my strange addiction, and we're just gonna just make everything up, and then everybody's just gonna believe it. <laughs> I'm just gonna film a guy make it out with his car and put it <laughs> on the air. <laughs> kind of like Doomsday Preppers. That is the same same thing. There some, you go. Some exactly. sorry guy could, had to justify his job, and he's like, all right, we're gonna write this show. It's gonna be horrible, but we're gonna do it. Exactly. I don't even know what you were there saying. There we go. I don't, you don't even know what you were saying before we before you started talking about courts. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even remember. Ghost stories. And then I was talking about how I slept with courts that night because I was not being possessed by a demon. That was not gonna happen. Does it stop them does it stop you from being possessed? Yeah, I hope so. As far as I know, I haven't heard anything about <laughs> you, like, you know, me throwing myself across the living room. If somebody, if somebody was possessed, could you get a, like a like a big thing at courts and throw it at them, and then would it like knock the demon out? Is that a thing that could work? I have I've, never heard of that. Because I know some people I'm that I'd like to try that with. If, <laughs> you know what? If you do it, you gotta let me know how that turns out. But how, I, how would I know if the demon came out though? That's the only thing. I can't see him. Well, I have a feeling the person wouldn't be all demony anymore. You know, demons are usually I don't know. Pretty... Some, of these, some of these people, I don't know. Demons are usually pretty <laughs> expressive with the whole, you know, changing of the voices and the spinning up blood. And have you ever seen The Conjuring? No, I don't. I don't watch that. <laughs> you haven't seen The Conjuring? No. You, you you think I'm gonna sit in this house alone and watch some movie about demons? No. You won't feel alone anymore. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather feel alone. <laughs> I don't. When I say I don't do ghosts, I, I don't watch. I don't watch anything that has to do with ghosts. I don't watch any type of demon ghost movies. None of it. None. No, you just sit here and talk about it on your podcast. Well, this is just one episode. This isn't like an everyday thing. <laughs> You have a whole new series. Come on, people are gonna watch this. They're no. gonna love it. It would, it would be it'd be a one part series. It would be a one part series of me taking a five gallon can of gasoline and starting here and going through the hallway, <laughs> light it on fire, and run outside. That would be the whole series. And then just watch it burn. Yeah, <laughs> just well, so it's done. All the demons <laughs> there that were we here, go. they're gone. That's it. That's enough. We're good. Show's over, everybody. <laughs> and I would, <laughs> I'd keep the garage, and then I would just film That's the garage. That's the finale of your channel. It's <laughs> Burning like... the house down? <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. I mean, it would be a perfect ending. I mean, if demons but... get in here, I mean, it's highly possible that could be the, <laughs> be the finale. Unless but... they get attached to you. If they get if attached they get... to you... If they get attached to me, I'm burning myself. I'll just set myself on fire. That's fair. So, you texted me, and you asked me to come on the show... Or the podcast, or whatever the hell it's called. I know what it's called, I promise. <laughs> and you said it's because I'm Wiccan. Why is that relevant to anything? I said that? Yeah. Right? I, I, don't, 
I don't remember. I don't even know. I don't even know what, like, what Wiccan is. I, I, I explained it to you. I like when remember. we like when I when we first started talking. You, you know what goes on in here? <laughs> not a whole lot. I don't. I don't. Nothing. I'm not. I'm not good at holding on to information. It just kind of just in one ear, not the other. You're just like. Huh. Yeah, you. Except you were the one that said this to me that I was Wiccan. Hold on. What about because okay. you told me which, which you called me a witch. Oh, witch. Isn't that what it is? Yes, kind of, sort of. It depends. So why why'd you say it like it was something that was degrading? I didn't. You were like you called me a witch. That makes it sound. Like, it makes it makes me sound like an asshole. Well, no, it's. <laughs> No, it's a little bit patronizing because, you know, you're sitting here and you're like, huh? Patronizing? Yeah. Because you're sitting here and you're like, I don't know what Wicca is. And then you're like, witch endeavors. Like, what do you expect that means? Ghost, witch, it all goes together, does it not? Y'all think I fly on a broom and Uh, and go somewhere? Do you? (laughs) Freaking... Wait, you think you think if I was a witch, I wouldn't be like you, you know bippity boppity boo. You just said you were a witch, right? I okay. Uh, okay. I'm Wiccan and I practice witchcraft. Do you practice riding a broom? You're special. <laughs> yep. No, I wish I could ride a broom. Instead, what witchcraft really is, or at least the kind that I practice, is um, I, I, I read tarot cards, and I... So you know how to read. It... it it's very you're just you're you're trying at this point. Yes, I do know how to read, do you? Uh not really. Yeah, no, I was just going to say it doesn't seem like it. I never really learned. Wait, you actually learned right cuz I'm going to feel really bad if you pull out like a I had to drop out of school when I was 7 years old to help feed my family. Like I'm going to feel real bad. <laughs> no. I know how to read. If I didn't, it would just be because I'm stupid. It wouldn't be because I had to drop out of school. <laughs> so what what's a tarot card? Uh tar- tarot card? Or tar- so basically, tarot. Yes, it's it's T A R O T. That's how it's it's how it's tarot. spelled, but it's it's pronounced tarot. Tarot. <laughs> sure. There what, we go. What is, what is it? So basically, hold on. This is one of my decks of tarot cards. Why is and it so it's big? Basically, huh? Why is it so big? Well, how big are these cards? Well, they're long. There's um. Also, it came with a book. I got a book with it. Um, there's 72, I should know this, but there's 72 cards and they all have different images on them and they each have 
Um, each card has a different meaning. Um, and so like, you know, ace of swords, ace of, I can't pull out of, I can't remember what they mean. I have to have a book, but, um, <laughs> like, um, the ace of cups represents creativity and I'm not going to be able to pull that out right now, but it's all it's, do you know what divination is? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I could just, no. I know, it's I, 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 I know basic division, but not whatever you just said. Okay. It's, it's, you know, when you go to like a festival or a fair and there's that lady. It's, you know, that lady in the tent and, you know, you, you go sit down and she's like, give me your hand, I'll read your palm. That's a form of divination. Tarot cards is a form of divination. It's when, you know, you have your future told or, you know, with tarot cards, you can, I can tell your past, your future, relationship, um, advice. Oh, that's scary. Actually, it's kind of cool. I don't want to know the future. Probably not. <laughs> I've thought <laughs> I've thought about going to one of those places one time, <clears throat> but I like I'm I would be terrified that I would go there and they would like do whatever it is they do and they'd be like, it "Doesn't look so good for you. You're probably gonna die soon." And then I'd just be <laughs> the, I'd just be in a constant state of stress until I died. Okay, well I can guarantee you that's not gonna happen if for no other reason. You won't pay them if they tell you you're, you're going to die. <laughs> oh. So they won't but tell you I'm the bad saying, stuff. Huh? So they won't tell you the bad stuff. I mean... They're not going to be like, I'll, you're going to walk out of here and get hit by a car. <laughs> okay, the cards don't do that. If the cards did that, <clears throat> um, psychics would be charging a lot more money. Um and there's a lot of people who are like fake out there who say they can read cards who can't. And, but it's all just, you know, like I can be like, okay, I pull a card out and I'm like, all right, in your future, you're going to have challenges around finances. But after that, it's going to be okay based on the next card I pull out. That sounds like a, like <laughs> a good situation. Rather than, you're going to be broke, and then you're going to die. <laughs> okay. I, and then you're going to catch I a disease, almost... and then you're going to get lit on fire. <laughs> Just all bad stuff. <clears throat> oh, no. No, they won't do that. There's not a card that specifically says, you're going to get lit on fire. There is a card, um, a death card, though. That, that, that'd be the one they'd pull out for me. That'd be the first thing they'd Actually, pull out. would be like, huh, doesn't look good. It's not, it's not a bad card. The death card is not a bad card, contrary to exactly what it says. <laughs> How's it not bad? The image on the card. It, the death card is more of a symbol of, like, new beginnings. and. If you're you know, dead? No, it's not like you're going to die. It's, the, it's a card that says death on it, and it's... It like the death of symbolizes, something. Yeah, like the death of an old, like, you know... The old you is dying and the new you is coming out. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes, that makes more sense than just like you're going to yeah. die. 
<laughs> you're gonna die straight up. You leave this building and you're just gonna drop dead and nobody's yeah. gonna be able to tell you that's, why. That's what I would be scared of. There's or they, or they'd be like, well, in about two years, you're gonna die. And then I, then I have two years to be stressed out. Why would you be stressed out for the two years? You know you're gonna die in two years. You still have, you know, that Are you kidding span. me? And then I would have two years, because like, especially what if they just said like, you're gonna die. I didn't know how. I'm gonna spend two years Trying to figure out what's gonna happen. Am I gonna get struck by lightning? Am I gonna hit by a car? Am I just gonna like drop dead? Like what's gonna happen? And then I'd be well, like every single concept. day, every single day, that'd be the only thing on my mind. It's like, is today the day? Is today the day? I'd just, I'd it's just, the same concept as if a doctor diagnosed you with cancer and they were like, hey, you have six months to live. That's why I don't go to the doctor. That 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 to me that is terrifying. But doesn't that scare you more? Then you don't even know if this. You don't even know if, like, you're gonna die at all, or like, you don't even know if you're sick. Nope. I'd rather. No. I would, I would rather not know, and then just randomly drop dead, than to know that in like six months I'm gonna die because that's gonna, that's gonna ruin my entire six months. You like, wouldn't want to get stuff in order for your family, or like you know travel. We mean stuff in order. Well, I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing in order around here. <laughs> Delete your computer history? I don't know, man. <laughs> no. I don't know what what you have to do, but like, you know, if you knew you were going to die, wouldn't you want to be like, okay, I'm going to quit the job I hate and I'm going to travel to Italy because Italy. I don't have any desire to go to Italy. It would, it How? Would, it would do... It would still it would ruin it. It would it would ruin like even if say if they said that you that I had like a year to live or something, and then I could like start going wherever it is that I wanted to go previously. It would ruin the experience because I would know like I'm like I'm I'm dying. Like this is like this. It would ruin everything. It'd be too stressful. Hmm. Like, did you? I'm assuming that you probably didn't listen to the podcast that I did, the last one where I talked about being in the hospital. Look, you're my friend and I really appreciate you. <laughs> no, I didn't do it. Okay. So I'll, I'll just sum it up real fast. The, did you, you, did you see on Instagram whenever I was in the hospital? <clears throat> I think so. Yeah. So to basically sum it all up, what happened was I was sick for weeks and then like I started kind of feeling better or whatever. And I went to work and then uh, like 10 minutes after being, being at work, I passed out, fell on the ground. Then uh, I had to go to the hospital. So then while I was at the hospital, they uh, were, they were running a bunch of tests on my heart because they, I guess just to make sure everything was all right or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, whenever I told, like basically whenever I told them like all the feelings I had before I passed out, they pretty much told me that, it was probably just where I was sick or dehydrated or whatever. And they pretty much told me from the beginning that it, that there was more than likely nothing wrong, but they were going to do all these checks just to be sure. But mm -hmm. even them telling me that though, cause I was in there for like probably 30 hours, roughly is the little bit of time I was in the hospital. But that 30 hours was the most stressful, miserable 30 hours I had ever spent in my <laughs> life because I'm the type of person that like 
they can like they, they they told me from the beginning like there's more than likely nothing wrong we're just going to do these tests just as like protocol but that's not what i hear what i hear is there could be something wrong i could be dying this could be the end like that's what i hear so for like 30 hours and then of course somebody should have like somebody should have taken my phone away because the whole time i was on google because like they would talk to me about this like this and that and then like i'm not a doctor i don't know anything about anything so they say like they're going to run this test for this. So I start Googling, oh, well, why, why would a doctor want this type of test? And it's like, oh, well, they want to look at this because this and this could be wrong. And I'm like, great, all of this is bad. Like, and then at one point they said that they th what they were checking for was a, a left ventricle something or other. And what that is is when your left ventricle gets like thickened from like, mm -hmm. um, like high blood pressure or like something like that. And that's what they were checking me for. And then so... Th Whenever you Google that, it's basically what the if you go down that rabbit hole, the first thing it leads to is that that's the first stage of heart failure. So like, I so the whole time I'm reading that, and I know that there's probably nothing wrong, but I but I also know that I'm reading that if I have that, that's heart failure, <clears throat> and I'm dying. So it's it's just that's the like the cycle I go through is I've like I bet you I had twelve thousand Google searches in that, that thirty hours. All I I was I was. I was a Google doctor by the time I got out of there. I, <laughs> yeah, you you might as well have just had your PhD. So that's why that's why I, I mean it turned out everything was fine. But that's why I don't go to that's why I don't go to the doctor because it is absolutely terrifying the idea that they could just walk in and then like that could be the beginning of the end of your life. That is terrifying. Like don't tell me that. Just let me drop dead. That's fair. That's fair. But the thing is, okay, <clears throat> I have had a lot of like really sick family members in my life. So like, like I said, my grandmother died of cancer, you know, uh, my mom just had skin cancer. Um, I thought that I, you know, had slipped a disc in my back recently, but you know, my father, he always, he always, always says, you know, don't panic until you know the facts or you know, there's no reason to freak out until we actually know what's going on. And he's right. Like, why would I freak out about something? And don't get me wrong. I have like crazy anxiety. I am nothing but what if. But, you know, there is you can't really come up with a decent what if until you have the facts. Like, if you don't even know what's going on at all, then it could be a million what ifs and you can't pick one specifically to panic about. And then what's the fun in panicking if there's really nothing in specific to panic about? That made sense. <laughs> I'm the complete opposite have... of that. I'm panicking before it even happens. <laughs> if, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care if there's 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 no facts, nothing. I'm still panicking. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't matter. <laughs> there it is. Literally nothing happens. You walk outside. <laughs> I'm going to die. Like, this is it for me. That's the end of it. I don't even like the, like, every two years, because I, I have a CDL, so I can drive, like, commercial trucks. Every two years, I have to have a physical. I don't even like going for that. And all that is is like checking your eyesight, your blood pressure, and like all this like basic stuff. I don't even like doing that because I feel like, oh, they're going to check this and then it's all going to be downhill from here. I will admit, whenever they like do the blood pressure test and they're like, all right, your blood is 80 over 100. I'm like, all right, what does that mean? <laughs> like, am I okay? Am I going to die? Like, what's up? <laughs> I hate that. I, oh, 
And they always give you and some, Dr. like, some, like, lame answer that, like, doesn't even make sense. They're just like, well, it's all right. You're like, what do you mean it's all right? Like, I want it to be as good as it can be. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I don't want it to be just all right. Do I need to be worried? Like, sh should I be, like, writing down passwords? And, that, and was, that was one of the things that stressed me out in the hospital was, like, because I had to have a, an echo. It's, like, basically an ultrasound of your heart. And the whole time the lady was doing it, like, she was had, like, this thing on my chest, and she's, like, sitting beside me, and she's looking at this screen that's behind me. So I can't see what's on the screen. Not that I would know what's on it anyway. But so she's looking at that and she's like, like scanning and she's like doing all these like weird looks. And then like, as she's like the first thing, like she was like looking for a certain spot or whatever, like the very first thing and she found it. And then like, she makes this weird look and she's like, are you feeling okay? And I'm just like, you're giving, you're giving me these weird looks. You're asking me if I'm feeling okay. You're the one looking at my heart. So what's wrong? And then, Am I okay? Like you tell me. And then she would never like, yeah. she would never give me any, she couldn't, she said she couldn't give me any like results because the doctor had to look at them. So I'm just like, great. Like this is it. I'm dead. Okay. That's it. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> it's, it's Somebody call my mom. Like this is it. I don't, I don't do good in doctor's offices. It stresses me out. That's fair. I'll give you that. That's fair. I don't even, I don't even want to like, if I just, just even walking into, like if I had to, walk into one to like take out the trash it would stress me out like i just like just Wait, being what? in there like if say like say this is like a hypothetical say i was a janitor and i had to like take take the trash out of a doctor's office that would okay. stress me out just because i had to walk in there like, okay well that's that's unhealthy that's like that's 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 like a little more than like oh no i'm afraid of high blood pressure that's like Oh, it's completely oh, no. irrational. Completely irrational. But that's just that's just completely how it works. Completely irrational. That's just that's like my, a phobia. That's how my brain works. I don't like it. And the only reason you probably went to the hospital is because you were passed out and you didn't have a choice. Well, I, I did have a choice, but you did. They yeah. didn't like take you while you were passed out. They took you after you woke no, up. No, I was I was only passed out for like maybe ten seconds. Like literally, I was I was sitting on a stool and then. I passed out like pretty much once I hit the ground is when I, I came back. I wasn't, I wasn't like I was like unconscious for like 30 minutes and they just like took me away. <laughs> that that would have been a problem. Yeah, that might have been that might have been a little more than, oh, you were dehydrated. That was that was one of the reasons why like that was one of the things they told me whenever they were telling me that like it's more than likely going to be nothing is because like if you pass out and then like you come back pretty much as soon as your your body is level, then it's usually nothing serious. It's not like a like a heart problem or something wrong with your brain or whatever. But I didn't, that didn't affect my ability to freak out. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, no, I, and you know what? I can say all I want about like, whatever, you know, like, oh no, my back hurts. But like, okay, if there was a problem with my heart, like if the doctors were like, yeah, this might be a heart issue, I would probably be freaking out too. Yeah, I gotta admit, that would, that would not be fun. That's like no. the, like I would, I, <laughs> that's like, that's one of the other things that just like freaks me out because like there's nothing, there's almost nothing that can be done. And then when, when there is something that can be done, it's like a serious procedure. It's not like, yep. oh, my ankle hurts. Like we're going to do some like 30 minute surgery. It's like, oh no, you got to like rip your whole chest open and like get in there and do whatever. It's just the whole, <laughs> the whole thing just stresses me out. That's fair. And, and okay. All right slightly off topic you know acupuncture you know what acupuncture is right Ugh, yeah 
I don't like needles. No, I hate them too. I, I hate the, I know that acupuncture is really effective and it's, it's great, but it's, it's just, ugh. but my mom was talking to me earlier today about acupuncture and she did it while um, she was pregnant. Um, and you know, she was just, it was a whole thing. And for like the pregnancy, they didn't put any needles anywhere, like in her abdomen area. They put them in her neck and right by her eye right here. And it worked. What was it? What was it like? Works for what? Like, what was it like treating? Well, she was like, well, she'd had a lot of problems with pregnancies before. And so she was like, I'm not doing it this time. Like, this is this is going to work out. And, you know, my I like to uh, attribute it to the little fetus me being really resilient. No. So she did this when she was pregnant with you. Huh? She did this when she was pregnant with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Little, little fetus me really had a strength. Maybe that's what happened. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's so weird. Like with acupuncture, with specific problems that you have, like if you have, I don't know. Do you know what? Like if, if you have a, do you know what drop foot is? Drop foot? Yeah. When do you drop your foot? <laughs> I don't know. No, no. It's like a condition where suddenly your foot, you just like lose all movement in your foot and you can't move it you can't do anything with it nada that's the thing can't that happens? Flex it. yeah my mom just recently got it because she has lupus she can't flex her foot she can't move her foot nada does that and happen so like gonna... like it's, there's, is there usually like i'm assuming there's like a condition that usually causes it or can that just happen to anybody like you can just lose control of your foot no, she has lupus, and that's what they think caused it. And my dad got the same thing after he got spine surgery. So I assume it's got something to do with that. You know, like if your body goes through like an intense shock of some kind, or like you have a condition, yeah. I guess. But yeah, her foot, like it just doesn't move. And it might be permanent. You know, it did just come randomly. Like there's just all of a sudden she like couldn't move her foot anymore. She woke up and like her foot wouldn't do anything. So oh, that, we're hoping that'd be terrifying. Huh? Oh my God. It's ooh, like I, and I'm not going to like undermine how terrifying that is, but like, thank God it's like just her foot and like not her entire leg or yeah. like, you know, the entire side of her body. Cause when we went to the hospital for it, cause obviously like her foot suddenly not moving, we were kind of concerned about that. We went bit. to the hospital and we talked to the doctor and he was like, well, you know, okay, it could be lupus, um, you know, you could have had a stroke. And we were like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> like, that's a whole different thing. Um, luckily, she didn't. And so we're going to go to an acupuncturist, but we were curious about it. We were like, okay, if they put, you know, for a pregnancy, they put needles here and here. Like, where are they going to put needles for a foot? Like, are they going to put it in the foot? Are they going to put it in the knee? Is there going to be something on the back? It's fascinating I've, i think i honestly think that acupuncture acupuncture is i think they just make it up as they go <laughs> I, really, I really do i think you just go there and they just like they just put them all these places and they're just like well that feels better doesn't it and you're like 
I guess. I'm like, well, good. Sure. Take them all out. Like, give me sure. some money. <laughs> it's all just pseudoscience. It's all just, you know, we're going to make you think you feel better, even though you don't. I mean, the, the, the thing is, that would probably work on like 50% of people. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yep. Although there's like acupuncturists, like they have, you have to be like really careful because they're like, like when I say like thin needles, like they specifically fit into your pores, like in your skin. That's how, that's how small they are. Do they stick them in your pores? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, they have to be really careful and I don't know. Like I saw, have, do you know the YouTube channel cut? Uh, isn't that one of those, is it one of the big ones that does like a whole yeah. like variety of different stuff? Yeah. yeah. I think I've seen them. Yeah. They, they did a thing on it. Ah, have you seen Kung Fu Panda? No. Excuse you? <laughs> what? What's Kung you Fu You haven't Panda? seen Kung Fu Panda? Like the movie? Yeah. No. Duh. No, I'm talking about when you go to Beijing and you're just, maybe, you know, if maybe you ever... you're talking about the book. There's a book? I don't know. I don't read books. There could be a book. There could... <laughs> no. In, in Kung Fu Panda, the Prank Mantis, he does acupuncture. And I feel like that's not how it is in real life. But, you know, it's the same kind of concept. You put this needle here into this specific pore and it like totally triggers something else on like the opposite side of your body. That sounds like that sounds like a condition. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> what? I don't know. That just sounds like sounds like something's wrong. Sounds like there's like wires crossed somewhere. I don't I don't know how it works. I'm not an acupuncturist. <laughs> that's what they're called, by the way. An acupuncturist. That, that's what I said, right? I said acupun- acupuncturist. Right? I mean, after a couple of tries, I think you mean... I was, I was, I was trying to think of what it was. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not... I don't know a lot about anything. I just kind of make it all uh-huh. up as I go. <laughs> yeah. That's... I think... I think... Okay, people go to college. Like, you know... You know, I see people in college all the time. And they're studying stuff. And it's like... Yeah, but... Like, do you really know what you're doing? Like, okay, you can read a textbook, but can you, like, you know, you could read a textbook about yoga, but can you, like, really put your foot by your head, you know? Right. It's it's the difference between knowing something and, you know, learning something from a book and learning something from experience. If there's, if there's anything that I've learned in life, it's that college doesn't matter. Huh? College doesn't matter. That's what I've learned in life. I know I know some people that went to college that uh-huh. are complete morons. Like dumber than dumb. Hmm. Well, I'm in college. I didn't say everybody in college is an idiot. I'm just saying that there's some people that I know that have been to college that are dumber than like they couldn't uh, middle school. I guarantee they probably couldn't even make it through middle school. But somehow they're in college. 
Well, I mean, like, if you're, are you smarter than, like, a fifth grader? Is that or, what it is? Or, this is even better. Some of them, I swear, there's some people that they might have the highest, like, college degrees you can get. You could have a door that's locked, and you could give them a key, and they wouldn't know how to open it. They'd be like, well, how, how what's, what am I supposed to do? How, how does this work? I've never seen a door <laughs> before. I only know about astrophysics. They'd be like, where's, yeah. where's, the, where's the manual? How, how, do I, how do I get it open? Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep, and that's a huge problem with like education and stuff. I do a lot of crosswords because um, I'm a nerd. Crossword puzzles? And, huh? Crossword puzzles? Yeah. Why? Yep. Because they're fun. Okay. But oh, we're moving on. Um, a lot of like the <laughs> answers are like really elementary, but I can't think of them because like I'm overthinking what the answer is. Does that make any sense? Like, yeah. it could be... Hmm, I mean, I've never done like, a crossword puzzle, but <laughs> I get what you're saying. You've never done a crossword puzzle? Do you Do you think... Do you... You watch my videos, and you, mm -hmm. you know me. Do you think mm -hmm. for one second that I would have the attention span to do a crossword puzzle? Because no. I can tell you what's going to happen is I would read the first question and go, well, I'm done with this. And throw it off to the side. <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's that's not enough for me. I'm I'm done. Like I've and I do that. So I'm I'm not gonna lie. I look up like half the answers when I finally get sick of it, and I'm like, all right, I don't know what the freaking answer is. I just <laughs> I look it up because I and and my way of thinking of it is if I don't know the word, then it's not fair for me to blame myself for looking stuff up because like if i don't know the word then i can't play right you know what i mean my grandma does a lot of crossword puzzles and she'll like sometimes she'll ask me about them and i'm like i don't know like <laughs> she except for where you know where she's you know kind of she's she won't admit that she's old but where she's kind of old she uh she does she gets them in the newspaper so she doesn't get the answers until the next week's newspaper comes around and then she uh, gets the answers to a crossword puzzle oh that would kill me Oh no! I don't. I don't even know. Like to me, okay. If I was gonna do a crossword puzzle, because I'm assuming like you probably do it like in a book or something. No, I have it on my phone. No, because like I'm thinking like old old school. The the all the answers would be in the back. So if I was gonna oh. do if I had a, like a crossword puzzle book, I would look at that as like a task. The task is to get the puzzle done. It doesn't matter how I get it done. The task is <laughs> to get it done. That's how that's how I approached like all through school. Like it doesn't matter. I don't need to learn this information. I just need to pass. That's what I need to do. And that's I mean, fair. I mean, so far it worked. I mean, there you go. We all have our own methods of getting through high school. My my only goal goal in high school was to be completely and utterly invisible and make sure that nobody had any idea who I was and then graduate. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> I did it. I pretty much did that too. The, uh, the uh, whenever I was in elementary yep. school, we would have like parent-teacher conferences, and the teachers would like forget that I was in their class because <laughs> I just never said anything. You were the kid that like didn't get the book handed to them because the teacher grabbed the wrong amount. Yeah, like they like if you they know? if they didn't hand me a book, there was no way that I was ever gonna raise my hand and tell them I didn't get one. So I just sat there and I'm just like, "What's going on? Oh, we have a book. <laughs> oh, that sucks." <laughs> like just... uh -oh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. 
did you read any books in high school? Like any of them? I've never read a book in my entire life. BS. Never. I've never made it through I, more than one chapter of any book in my entire existence. All through the, I'll, I'll even go this far. The uh, in middle school, way to do book reports. You had to read a book, and every week you had to write a report about what, like, what you had read so far that week, right? For the entire, or I think it was, I think this was eighth grade. For my entire eighth grade year, I had the same book all year, right? And uh-huh. what I did every week, whenever, like at the end of every class, the teacher gave you 15 minutes to read and she would like, uh-huh. everyone just opened their books and everybody had to read 15 minutes. And that was then at the end of the week, you'd write a report on all the, what you read. So throughout, throughout that 15 minutes, I don't, my attention span is not 15 minutes. My attention span is like literally this big. Like what, once I read a sentence, like I'm done, that's it. So for the 15 minutes, I would just sit there and literally just like stare at the pages and just like think about whatever nonsense I was thinking about. And every now and then I would just flip a page. So then <laughs> what I did was whenever I got the book, the uh, I read the back of the book to figure out like what the general gist of the story was for that book. And then every week when I had to write a book report, I just made up the whole thing. Like whatever, whatever I felt like would have happened next, I just wrote that. I did that for the just entire year. And they'd never caught on. And oh, one, they had to have caught on. They just, you were invisible, so they didn't care. <laughs> hey, if they caught on, they never said anything. Because I, well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good at making stuff up. I can make up some pretty cool stories. Maybe you should write a book instead of reading one. There you go. I solved all I your problems. I don't have the attention span for that. There's no way. Like, literally, like, no, it looks fine. Okay. Like when I say my attention spans this bit, like that's that's an exaggeration. Like we're talking like you almost can't even see it. Well, <laughs> no wonder you think college is worthless. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to do it. I didn't have a choice. I mean, I'm sorry. That's why I never went because I was like, I'm never going to make it here. Like, <laughs> there's no way I would make it through college. And college isn't as big of a deal as everybody says it is. I'm only going because I have to for the degree that I want. But it's not. There are so many jobs now that you can get without a college degree or anything like that. I mean, all through school, I cheated. That's what I did. All through school. That's how I made it. I just cheated through everything. I went into every test. I had a cheat sheet on my hand in my pocket somewhere. I would make up my book reports. That would. I mean, I just cheated all the way through. And then whenever, like... Because I've always approached everything in life as like as far as school is not like I need to learn this. I need the, this is a task that I need to get done. As long as this task gets done, we're good. Whether somebody else does it for me, whether I get the answers from somebody else, whether I make it up, like whatever happens, as long as the task is done, the task is done. <laughs> that's, that's what I did. I even did that once I went to tech school to be a diesel mechanic. All through that, that I didn't. I mean, I learned, I, granted, I did learn some stuff in there. Oh, I was like, they let you near cars after that? Like, are you sure that was something you wanted to cheat on? Not cars, commercial trucks. Like oh, commercial trucks. Oh, cool. So, bigger and dangerous-er. Bigger and dangerous-er. Yep. I, t- I, I take back what I said. 
probably not a good idea for you to write a book. I could, I'll write a book about grammar. How to form sentences properly. That's what I'll write a book about. Perfect. Perfect. So. Make up your own entire way of grammar. <laughs> <laughs> and then the world ends. And like in the next, you know, living civilization, they find your book. And they assume that that's how grammar was. <laughs> they... In the new simulation. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. In the new civilization, they, they specifically find the book that you wrote about grammar. And that's how they base the rest of the entirety of the language. Oh, man. That civilization's done for. <laughs> so you no. said before that you had uh, something about Ouija boards. Oh, wow. We're like circling all the way back. Yeah, okay. We're going all the way back. We kind of like went like way in left field, like in the ditch for a while. And now we're, we're coming back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know some stuff about Ouija boards. Do you, do you want whatever you got? That's okay. another thing. I, I don't, I don't touch Ouija boards. I've never been around one. I don't know how they work. The, uh, the, I mean, I, I don't, have, I have zero experience with them. But the, uh, I used to work at this pizza place whenever I was in high school, and apparently, I never had any experience with this ghost. But apparently, there was a ghost there named Brad, and. I guess everybody had experienced this ghost except for me. And uh, all the all the um, other people that worked there, they wanted to get a Ouija board and bring it in like one late one night. And uh, they wanted to talk to this Brad ghost. And uh, Brad, a ghost named Brad, he's bound to be a dick. <laughs> and I told him all, I was like, listen, if you bring a Ouija board in this pizza shop, because most of the time at night I, I would close. So I was there alone. So I was like, listen, if you bring a Ouija board in here and you summon up some type of demon inside this pizza shop, and I, I don't have to deal with any demons now, but if you bring one in here, I'm going to quit. Like, I'm not working here after you guys, because everybody else, it was like one of those things where everyone else would have got to just summon up the demon and leave, and then I'm the one that had to deal with it every night whenever I close. So I was like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> Did they do it? No, they didn't do it. Okay, good. Thought they might have done it. Are you <laughs> sure they didn't do it? If they did, I I never knew about it. Oh, there you go. No, I know. I mean, I know the basic stuff. You know, don't play alone. Keep the planchette away from the board after playing. Why don't you play alone? Huh? Why don't you play alone? Because it's scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, this so there's no like no like real reason. It's just it's just because it's scary. No, I mean you're more vulnerable um to like the spirit world when you're playing a Ouija board by yourself because the the ghost is channeling your energy into the board um through the planchette making it so that you know it can communicate with you so when it's just you there it's it's basically it makes you more vulnerable for a possession and it's probably a really bad idea if you get in contact with some nasty spirits see i, I would be all right with like like I, don't, I mean i don't really have any desire to talk to like any type of spirit anyway but like i would probably be more apt to talk to them if like maybe i could like write up an email or something but i'm not, I'm not gonna get some like bored and do all do all this nonsense Dear ghost, if you could stop <laughs> opening and closing my cabinets at night, that would be great. Exactly. I have to get up for work early in the morning. Or at, at the very least, just be like, hey, why are you doing this? <laughs> or just, just casually, hey, what's up, bro? 
How you doing? <laughs> I don't know if I'd do much How's of that. How's life? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say that, dude. What? I would, I would probably just write a bunch of hateful emails. Leave me alone. Get out of here. <laughs> oh. So have you ever have oh. you ever used a Ouija board? Yeah. Yeah, lots of times. I've lots several of times. Different... Yeah. Yeah, ghosts don't like me. I, I have no idea why. There is I there is no good reason. So the first time I ever used a Ouija board was with my best friend at the time. Her name was Eshleen. And we grabbed um like I said, my mom studied stuff like this for a really long time. Um and so her and I were probably about ten or eleven and we wrote um, we took a marker and a piece of paper, or I think it might have been cardboard, maybe it was a piece of paper, and we wrote, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, like, the whole thing on the paper, as though, like, it were a Ouija board, and we didn't have a planchette, so we just grabbed a crystal, um, hanging, it's called, um, the dangly thing, what's it called? <laughs> I, oh, oh, it'll, it'll come to me eventually, the, the, the but. Ports. Yeah, they, I think it, I think it uh, I think it was amethyst, um, what we used. But um, it was I can't I, I can't think of what it's called. But anyway, it's a crystal at the end of a string, and you know we we put it over the board, and it spelled something, and I don't remember exactly what it said because this was a long time ago. But we did the completely wrong thing. Um, my mom specifically said when, cause she left the house to go to the store or whatever. And that's when we decided to do this. She specifically said, don't burn anything. And you burnt we something. Burned it. We burnt the Ouija board, which is a bad idea. Don't burn Ouija boards, kids. Oh, isn't there some type of, there's like some type of movie I saw or something where like somebody had a Ouija board and like they like burned it and they had to like, get another one and then like gift it to somebody else or something to like get out away from it or something. I don't know. Now it just sounds Not crazy. Quite. <laughs> it was some I movie mean, I saw. If you, if you burn a Ouija board, it's just bad. It's just, it's bad juju. Don't do it. It, it traps spirits. It gets spirits attached to you. It traps them. What yeah. So it's like, you know, they don't have a way back in through the door. It's, it's, a Ouija board is a door or a window and the spirits communicate through that window using your energy. Well, when you burn it, basically like the door closes or the window closes. And so the spirits get pissed. Good. Close that door, lock it, nail it down. We don't want them. Yeah. And then they throw a lamp at you and kill you. No, you lock them out. Huh? No, you lock them out so they can't get in. You, you shut the window and you like screw it down so they can't get out. That's not quite how it works. Can you like corral them around and then like and then burn it? So you corral can, like, them? Like like get them all together and then like like shut the window or something and get rid of them all? No, no. What you do with the Ouija board is you take it, you take it far away from you and your space, and you bury it. And you never touch it again. Or you just never touch it to begin with. Or you just never touch it to begin with. But when you're using a Ouija board, a lot of people have a lot of different rituals 
for a Ouija board, but the way that I learned it from my Wiccan mother and grandmother is you take the board and you cast a circle, which is a whole Wiccan thing, and then you, you cast call upon a circle? the Yes. What does that mean? You cast a circle. Basically, it's just like you create, like, a, you designate an area. Usually, it's a circle. Is it like, do you actually draw a circle? You can. Or does you it, just, like, mentally draw a circle. Does it keep the sea bears out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it helps. Keeps the, it keeps the monsters away. Um... But you, you cast a circle, and then you call on the four elements to help protect you. So air, earth, water, fire. And you put candles or, um, like, a representation of each element um, in the direction corresponding to that element, so north, south, east, west. Um, so you would put the element corresponding to that direction in the circle. And then... You, um, when you're starting, you're like, you just say, unless, you know, you're looking for evil spirits or something, you're like, hey, we're not here. We're not going to accept negative energy into the space. You got like, a, like somebody at the door, like, oh, you're negative. No, you're not getting in. <laughs> a bouncer. <laughs> Sorry. You're a little too rough for these parts. <laughs> this is you're at the, you're on the wrong side of town buddy <laughs> but yeah you just you create energy you create a space you say you know hey if you're a bad spirit we don't want you here and then if you want to talk to like a specific person you say i want to talk to insert person's full name and you just hope that you're actually talking to them and that another ghost or poltergeist or demon or whatever is posing as them to get to you because that happens a lot if you if you could talk to somebody that was dead that wasn't your family who would you want to talk to i don't know that's a hard question probably who has like a really huge conspiracy theory that would be great if i could actually like ask them like the truth Kurt Cobain. Who? Kurt Cobain. Yeah, I would. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, um, I might, might do Chester Bennington because no I love him. Uh, lead singer of Lincoln Park. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he committed suicide. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I would just, I don't know, I would love to talk to him because his music was brilliant and. Or Robin I, I, Williams. Robin Williams, yeah, he would be another. He would just be. I think. I feel like Robin Williams would have been just fun to hang out with. Just like a really fun guy to just like chill with. Well, yeah, I'm sure he would have been great. And he was really depressed, so we would have gotten along great. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could talk about all of your heartbreaks together. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Grant, if you're out there, fuck you. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not allowed to say that. Hey, Grant, you're, if you're, you're out there. Once. <laughs> I'm doing my best here. Who's Grant? I have, I have some, um, he was... I probably shouldn't use his real name. Not that anybody's going to care. Um, first love kind of situation. When first say, real heartbreak. Oh, you said whenever you said was, I was thinking you were gonna say that he like I thought you said was because he's dead now. 
No, I'm just gonna say screw you to this random dead guy. Yeah, that's, that's gonna make me look good. That's what I thought. Because you said it was. I, mean, I was thinking, well, so he's dead. No, the the only the only I think the only acceptable people, like the most acceptable people to be like screw you after they're dead. Hitler Osama bin Laden, like the really bad people. But like I said, like if you don't don't condemn anybody. That's just a bad idea. Unless they're alive. I mean, it's probably a bad idea if they're alive anyway. But like... What do you mean condemn? Go to hell. Screw you. I mean, I don't believe in hell. Based on my religion, I don't believe in hell. Like, don't say that to them? Well, yeah, it's a dick move. Oh. <laughs> I've said that to quite a few people. <laughs> I could probably, Your true colors are showing. I could probably write a book on the, on the amount of people. Granted, they all deserved it. That's fair. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of people who, uh, you know what? I'm in the same boat. I don't think. It's, I, don't I don't think it's being mean if it's the truth. That's not true. The truth. The truth can still be. I mean, it's the truth no matter what. It doesn't matter if it's mean or not. It's still the truth. Right. But yeah, I think I think there are times where it's okay to be mean. There there are times where it's There's okay. There's definitely times when it's okay to be mean. A hundred percent. I'm so non-confrontational. Some people deserve that, it. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, there are a lot of people who deserve it. Some people need to hear it. Every now and then they need to hear like, "Hey, you're an idiot. What were you thinking?" You suck. Yeah. No, it's just there was. I get so worried that people are going to, like, attack me. Like, physically? Well, kind of. I mean, there was there was one time where... Story time. Um, there was one you, time... You take your courts and you throw it at them. What? <laughs> <laughs> <Read> that. <laughs> Cleanse your ass. No. <laughs> I, was, um, I was driving with this friend of mine, and... Um, she was trying to get over we were you know she was driving and she was trying to get over and i was blocking her view apparently and like she nearly she was you know she didn't see this guy and she ex she almost you know switched lanes right into him and so we honked and she went back over we thought it was done oh no wasn't done it Road wasn't rage. done he rolls down his window and i swear to God, there was his teeth were like brown and nasty. <laughs> I mean, he, his eyes, I mean, it, it, I'm not going to say anything, but there is no way that drugs were not in his system. It's, and he it's, it's hard way. to look intimidating if you don't have a full set of teeth. It's hard to look, <laughs> you, you just can't look that intimidating. Like if you only got like six teeth, like you, you don't, you're not very threatening. <laughs> Part of being threatening is being able to talk. And if you have six teeth, there's not going to be a lot of words coming out of your mouth. Sorry. But he rolled down his window and my, my, so he was on the side and so I was in the passenger seat. And so he was like right there and he was like, you just tried to run me off the road i'm gonna kill you i am going to follow to you to your house and i am going to kill you and i'm going to kill your family and we were like oh no 
we didn't call 911 because we were stupid and we were panicking. Well, we thought he wasn't actually going to do it. We thought he was just a dick and he was just going to be a jerk. Yeah. No, he got behind us and he started to follow us. And so we drove and we like tried to weave in and out of this neighborhood. And like, he was not leaving us alone. Um, and eventually we like pulled into this parking lot and I think he thought we were going to stop and get help. And so we backed off, but like for a hot minute, I was like, this is it. This is how I go. This is, this is my story. <laughs> Some crazy <laughs> toothless guy killed me. I was, I was killed by a crackhead in my friend's really shit car. <laughs> That's it. That's what my tombstone is gonna say. Don't <laughs> piss off a crackhead. <laughs> they are crazy. They they are. They really can be. Have you seen that video of that, of that crackhead carrying a refrigerator on his bicycle? Have you seen that? I don't think so. I have not been blessed with that image. If I can find it after this, I'll send it to you. But there's it's like a there's a refrigerator just sitting on like a someone's front porch, and this crackhead walks up. Literally picks up the whole refrigerator, puts it on his shoulder, and then gets on his bike, and then just rides away. Okay, bye! <laughs> That's impressive! Refrigerators are heavy. It was like one of the mini ones, obviously. No, it was a big one. It was like a, not like a full-size, like, double-door fridge, but you know, like the, uh, like an apartment one that has, like, the, like, the icebox yeah. up top? It was like one of those. Like, so it wasn't like, a, it definitely wasn't mini, but it was big. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> the like, next time that I need to move somebody out of their house, I'm going to bring like a $1 bill and just like, you know, take some of that. It was definitely um, way too heavy to be carrying by yourself on a bicycle. Yeah. How did the bike handle that? Looked fine. He just rode away. He didn't have Are a shirt on. He probably weighed like a hundred pounds soaking wet. I mean, he, he was, it was He just wild. soaked it up. Peace. <laughs> I'm just gonna take this. Hope you don't mind. Yeah. I don't know. If some guy just came up to my porch and took a refrigerator. I'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> enjoy." <laughs> I'm gonna be pretty upset. I'd probably fight him. Throw something at huh? him. Huh? I said I'd be pretty upset. I'd probably fight him. But like, you ain't taking my refrigerator. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but do you really? <laughs> That's what you do. Somebody picks up your refrigerator. You don't take that refrigerator. Shame on you. That's mine. Then, I, then I'd get my quartz and I'd throw it at him with like a big, big boulder of it. Wham. Yeah, I think that stopped working out of the sandbox. I think, I think once, once you left kindergarten and got out of the sandbox, don't take that. That's mine. Stops <laughs> working. You'd be surprised. Some of those crackheads are like, they're real skittish. Like they're ballsy enough to like try to steal something. But if you just go like, hey, they'll run away. <laughs> you know this from experience? Yes. I used to uh <laughs> I used to work at this garbage place as a mechanic. And mm -hmm. the garbage place there was like a you know we had the, the lot was fenced in, but right over the hill was the bank for the river. The mm -hmm. uh, all these homeless people had made tent city is what we called it over the riverbank and that's just where they all live they were all just like crackheads and they just lived down there and they'd fight and scream and the uh right next to like where like the entrance i guess like the entrance you'd call it to this tent city there was like a bridge and they would like build big fires under the bridge and then like the fire department had to come put them out because they were like trying to burn the bridge down like they just just nothing but trouble yikes and they would uh in the winter time they would come all of the 
on a diesel truck, you have to plug it in like with an extension cord so that it'll start in the morning. So our, in our parking lot, we had like 70 something trucks. So we had, that means we had 70 extension cords. So they would come up in the wintertime, they'd come up in the middle of the night and they'd start stealing all the extension cords and they'd hook them all together and then they would plug them into whatever outlet was closest to the hill. And then they would like string along like 200 foot or 500 foot string of extension cords down over the hill. So they could have like, they would run like TVs. They'd have a microwave. Like they would, they'd do this stuff all the time. You got to admire that dedication, man. Like that takes some planning. They, they did it every single, all throughout the winter. They did it every single night. So like every that single night we'd be going over there to the fence and start pulling the extension cords back up and they'd be down there in their tents. They'd be like, Hey, Hey, what are you doing? Stop. And you'd like, you'd pull the cords and you hear stuff falling over in the tents. Cause all the stuff's getting dragged all over the place. But sometimes you catch them like stealing the extension cords and they would like, and of course these were crackheads. So they're not very smart. They wouldn't like, they wouldn't just like walk into the fence and just like steal them and run. They would like crawl underneath the trucks So like they couldn't, cause like, I guess they thought we were like always looking for them. So like sometimes you'd catch one, like you'd go to like work on, say work on that truck. You'd go out there and you'd see one and he'd have an extension cord and you're like, what are you doing? And he'd just drop it and run. So like they're... I'll stick it with you. They're, they're, most of them are very skittish, but huh. it, was a, it was an interesting place. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> who, need, who needs a subscription to, you know, oh, what's, what's one of the attacks? You know, an MMA channel when you can just, you know, take Mo- Mosey on down the hill and see a homeless guy fight. You could, they fought every night and especially like Friday, Saturday nights. You could stand by the fence and you could hear them. They would be screaming at each other for hours and they'd be like, like, you stole this from me. Well, no, you took it from me. And like, there'd be people breaking up. They'd be like, you can't just leave me here. Like, they would, they would just fight all the time. It was like a reality show. They like they right. would they'd be literally chasing each other down the streets like like there'd be a girl that'd have like a bag with like something and that the guy wanted and they'd be chasing each other down the street they start fighting in the street the cops have to come and separate it it was it was just a normal occurrence it was just like where did you live here so it's only like twenty I, minutes from here I was not was, expecting that the the garbage place was just in a rough area oh rough. Because they, yeah. you know, obviously it stinks, so they can't, they're not going to put it, like, in a real nice area. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it, was, it, was, it was wild. They even had, they even took, uh, we had, like, wooden pallets. And they even, I don't even know how they got them, but they somehow uh, stole a bunch of pallets. And since they were on the riverbank, they made their own, like, dock kind of that they like pushed out into the river and then like they would like go out out there and hang out in the river <laughs> they had they had it changed to the trees and like it was it was crazy they would they uh, had a whole advanced civilization down they, they there. really did they really did they had because they had uh they like had all their tents and then they had like a bunch of tarps strung up through the trees to like protect their tents then they had like generators that were chained to the trees and like all this stuff. And the area down there would flood whenever it rained a lot. So whenever they knew it was going to flood, you'd see them all packing up all their stuff and they'd go somewhere else. It would flood. The water would go away. They'd come back and like reset up their whole civilization. Damn. It was, it was pretty wild. And then the city kicked them all out because they were causing trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a big... Uh, it was like a big uproar. Like the whole, t- the whole, everyone in the city was like, you can't kick those people out. 
And we're like, and everybody's like, they don't, they can't stay here. Like, what do you mean? And some, yeah, like, really? some, some guy that had money ended up uh, feeling sorry for him. And he bought like, he had, he owned like three or four different houses or something. And he like let them all stay in his houses because he felt bad for him. Then they ended up wow. like just destroying all the houses. Because, well, yeah. Because they're crackheads. Exactly. Yeah, it was a big thing. And he wanted like I mean, he, he wanted the city to like pay for his houses or something. It was it was ridiculous. I mean, kudos to him for like, you know, hey, I want to help out the less fortunate. Like he had good and intentions. That- he just didn't know what he was getting himself into. Yeah, exactly. Because I remember they were like, I think they came they came to my work or something. They were like asking about them. And we were all like, hey, these people are nuts. Like they, they're fighting with each other. They're setting things on fire. Like you don't want these people. Yikes. Anyway, we've been going for an hour and 50 minutes. So Seriously? Yeah. It doesn't say time for me. Damn. So I think I'm going to call it there. Sweet. Sounds good. I have spaghetti waiting for me downstairs. I hope. Unless my parents actually didn't order it for me. They probably didn't. 